hey there, this is April Sprint with Driven Outcomes. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today for RC Squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and we are at episode 129 with my really good friend and kind of pretty much a neighbor here in South Florida, April Sprints from Driven Outcomes. Um, she is a military. She is just a fantastic baller. Um, she is all about serving and giving. Um, she has a fantastic story um, from Miss Harper when she was younger. You have to you have to tune in, sit back, get your notebooks out, relax, because here comes my good friend, April Sprints. Time to shine today, podcast squad at Scott Ferguson. And it began many years ago at the age of six. A boy in my class and I were working on a project during recess. He pointed out that my jeans were too short. My mom should buy me another pair. Flustered, I told him I only got jeans at the start of the school year, not in the spring. And despite my explanation, he quickly stated, oh, you're poor. That is from my good friend April Sprints uh, about me story on her website, Driven Outcomes. And I am super stoked to bring you April. She has the company Driven Outcomes. She started her career in the Air Force. So it's fellow military over here. What? What? Though the Air Force, I'm kidding. I'm Navy. So we're kind of both there. Um, and then specialized in sales operations and marketing, supporting Fortune 500 clients. April generated over $1 billion, that's billion with a B peeps, and combined additional revenue for clients based on the principles of the generosity culture. And so April, I am, again, I use the word stoked a lot. I'm sorry. You're here it. to help us level up. So I want you to come on and introduce yourself to our Time to Shine Today squad. But first, what emoji do you use the most when you text? Probably the laughing, crying emoji. The laughing, crying? <laughs> kind of the, the tilted side or straight up head? Just straight up. Just straight up head? I love it. And what's your favorite color? Favorite color is pink. Pink? Why? Uh, I don't know, like the strong pink, like a hot pink. Yeah. Like there's some flowers behind me that are that color. I like it, got and you. I call it Driven Outcomes Pink because it's part of my yeah. company. Yeah, you look at your website and everything. It kind of fits your branding. is beautiful. It, it, it's fantastic. So, you know, like folks, if you're watching on YouTube, you have a beautiful woman. You can, she's very successful. It's hard to believe that she had to go through what she had when she was a child. Um, with the floods that we used to call them with the short pants. We used to call oh, them yeah. floods. You're waiting on a flood. So give us the origins, if you don't mind, April, of kind of where you started and how you came up to Driven Outcomes and the generosity culture. Sure. So I, I grew up very humble background, uh, single mother, substance abuse problems, didn't graduate high school, that kind of thing. And it, that story that I tell, I didn't know I was poor until that very intelligent little boy told me. And he took me through a list of things that said that's what it was. And in that moment, there was just this deep desire, like, I don't want to be poor. I want to be something totally different than that. And so from a very young age, I was constantly plotting and what, what kind of job do I want? And I would ask different adults, how much money do you make? Not, you know, <laughs> what do you do? Like, how much money do you make doing this to see if this was the kind of thing I wanted to do? And I, I mentioned the, the substance abuse issues with my mom. We were actually exceedingly fortunate. She worked at a factory where the head of human resources actually gave her the option. Look, you know, you've self-identified as having an alcohol problem. We will pay for you to go to rehab 
or you're going to lose your job. And she came to our home and told us that. And she was actually the impetus for the generosity culture long before I knew what to call it. Because in this moment, there was this beautiful, statuesque, very successful woman in my home who was more successful than anything I'd ever seen. Most people in my family hadn't even graduated high school. And here was this amazing woman. And in addition to offering my mom this second chance, she took an interest in me. And she said, April, you're special and I want to be your friend. Mm -hmm. So she wrote me letters. She came to school functions. She became like a a second aunt or second mother to me. And her investing in me then changed my focus from how much money can I make to I want to be Sue Harper for someone else. I want to make that big of a difference in somebody's life. So for the the rest of, of growing up, it was, okay, I need to go to college. I need to be successful. I need to help people. And it all kept going with that theme of how can you give and help someone else and how that ultimately always leads to amazing success. Wow. That's, that, that's amazing. So what was the aha moment that kind of got you started within the driven outcomes? And like, I'm just curious about that name. I understand Sue Harper kind of planted that, but what, how did that name come about? Well, so it's interesting. So I decided to start my company. I had been recruited to a very successful startup, actually had a huge IPO yesterday mm. and uh, in the financial world. And I was their top salesperson, moving and shaping, doing lots of great things. And I kept feeling like, okay, there's something more. And one of the things I was known for in all the companies I, I worked with was making things happen. And in my head, I kept saying, you know, if I, I'm always driving for results, driving for things to happen. I'm like, because I care about the outcome. Right. And so the name came to me before I had started my company. I was like, if I ever have a company, I'm going to name it Driven Outcomes. And then the initials will be do, because I like to do. <laughs> I love it. It's action. It's action. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. fantastic. So I, I got to dig, before we dig a little bit deeper, I want to go back to that childhood. Tell me the, the rock story. The, uh-huh. Yeah. Tell me where that kind of, and how you pulled that forward into where you're at now to make it make sense. If you are on a, uh, if you're on a, um, my story page, folks at drivenoutcomes.com slash about, um, it's a fantastic story and it may, it kind of touched me cause I have kind of a story like that myself, but this interview is about April and I want to hear about this rock story. Sure. So same thing that you started with that little boy told me that I was poor And when I realized that that was was the case, I thought, you know, I've got to handle this. And in my little six-year-old mind, I thought, if my mom knew how to handle this, we wouldn't be poor. So I'm not even going to consult her. And she worked nights. She was seven years older than me. And I was like, okay, I got to make something. I'm going to sell something. I'm going to start a business. And like I said, lived in a little two-room house. Like there wasn't a lot. So we had gravel in the driveway. And I had markers. And I was like, here's what we're going to do. I need your help. We're going to color these markers blue or these, these rocks blue with the markers and we're going to, we're going to make a magic because if someone has this rock and they believe in themselves, they can do anything. And then I'll sell them to school tomorrow. So I did. And I went to school the next day. And it's funny thing is my hands were blue. Like I, cause I, I didn't do a great job. Right. Cause I was holding them. So my <laughs> hands were blue. I've got a little like grocery store bag full of these rocks. I go to school and I'm telling the kids, Hey, I have these magic rocks. If you have them and you hold them and believe in yourself, you can do anything. And I priced them at a quarter, which was a little bit of a miss. 
And the reason I, the only reason I chose a quarter was four quarters made a dollar. I felt like I could get rich pretty quickly, right? Like it added up very fast. But at the time, school lunch was 80 cents. So what kids had left over after lunch was just 20 cents, which had I priced it that way, this business could have lasted for a while. Right. But I didn't. I put it at a quarter and I sold them before lunch. <laughs> well, nice. Well, at least you, you put that market placement there at the right time there. There you go. And that, but well, how many how many kids did you make go hungry? Well, so, okay. So that, <laughs> that's actually how the business got shut down. So there was an unbelievable amount of kids who charged their lunch that day, which, you know, they'd allow you if you forgot your lunch oh, money. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Charge it. So many, because it was a classroom of like 24 kids, and I think like 20 of them charged their lunch. And so they did, <laughs> the lunch lady told the teacher, and she's like, what happened? And all the kids were like, well, we had to get a rock. Okay. And so I got found out. They told my mom, sat me down, and were like, school is to learn about business, not to start a business. Oh, but in my head, I was yeah. like, the only thing I did wrong was price it where people found out. Like, I'm going to make <laughs> another business. Right. <laughs> Awesome. And it just kept on from there. That's awesome. So it, it's funny. I didn't know how to do what I was setting out to do, but I knew what my goal was and I knew I could make it happen. And that has continued throughout my entire life. And that's planted at six years old. That That's amazing mm-hmm. that you had the wherewithal at six years old to do it. Was that after the Sue Harper visit or is that before? No, it was about three years before I met Sue. Wow. Okay. And so you still had that planet. That's fantastic. I just wanted to hear it, you know, cause I read it and I was just like, I got to hear this. So if I'm out networking and press and flesh, which we're starting to be able to do that a little bit, folks, by the time you hear this, hopefully it will be a little bit further out of the pandemic. But if I'm out networking, what kind of things are people saying to me that would make them a good prospect referral or connection for April? So basically folks who understand that the greatest way to become successful is by helping other people become successful and who really want to grow and want to succeed in their business. I tend to play in the small to medium business market and I can play in the the Fortune 500 market and I've definitely done some help Mm -hmm. there, but I find that you can make a a huge revenue impact, but it's still a revenue, it's still like a rounding error for them. It's not as as impactful. So what I love to do is in those small to medium-sized businesses really help change the culture and what the experience is like for the employees, the clients, and the community. And those folks who understand the value of that are, are really open and at a place where I can help them exponentially. Love it. And what do you think makes a great coach then? I think that depends on the person. It, it's a good fit for where that person is. And I think it's really important that anyone who's doing any kind of work with other folks can meet those folks where they are and they can help them from the point that they're at, get to that next point. And also recognize when maybe you're not the best fit for someone, that someone else could help them better than you could. It's it's why I know lots of people in my industry, mm-hmm. lots of consultants, lots of folks that work with companies, I call it cooperation. Sometimes I'm not the best person for you, but I know mm-hmm. someone is and I'll be happy to hook you up with them. Right. God, I love that. So if you're not the right horse for the course, that's you can put them with the right person. That's what we do actually at Time to Shine today. That's why I wanted to have you on. So I have someone to send people to and that will fit your business profile. So if you're bringing in a new prospect or kind of maybe even in discovery process, mm-hmm. what is some of the secret sauce that driven outcomes 
that you have to help them find their blind spots? So I think part of the way that I'm able to help folks is I see things in a different way. Part of that because I have worked in so many different industries that sometimes the insights that I have for someone that that seem brilliant aren't necessarily brilliant. They're just the way another business goes to market. And since Mm -hmm. I'm industry agnostic and I work with anyone from a trucking company to an interior design company, it, it doesn't matter, manufacturing, I can see things that are maybe commonplace in another industry that could really help this business. And it's, it seems like a revolutionary idea because it's not the way that they normally do things. And one of the things that I do in my business, I think is very important is that ability to give back. So I do a a three call process with anyone who's interested in it. It's completely Mm -hmm. complimentary, no sales pitch, none of that. Because what I find is a lot of times, I can give people a roadmap on that three call process and they're good. They don't need to hire anyone. They have the insight they need and then they go on to be successful. And I think that's important because everybody's at a different place from a financial perspective and maybe they're not at a place where they can invest, but I can still help them move forward. I love it. I love it. So when you're bringing people in and you are kind of going through your three part kind of discovery process, what you're talking about, is there any good questions that you wish they would ask you, but never do. How can I improve my mindset? Because I would tell you 80% of the work that I do with everyone is about mindset for the business, for the individuals, for the leaders. And then the other 20% is business specific. And people usually think it's the inverse. But I would tell you that personally, there's nothing that has impacted my life and my business more than the work that I've done on mindset. Absolutely. And I would say the same for my clients. Beautiful. I love that answer. Fantastic. Usually people kind of stumble on that one, but you were like, boop, that's awesome. So let's get in our, I don't know your agent. I don't want to know it, but you know who Marty McFly is? Of course. Okay. No, so I'm 42. I have no oh, shame in my game. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> okay, peeps. Awesome. So Marty McFly, let's get in the DeLorean with Marty. Let's go back okay. to the 22-year-old. So okay. two dimes, two decades behind you right now. Right. What kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on her with the wisdom you have and experience you have now to help her level up and maybe shorten her learning curve just a little bit? Sure. Number one, April, honey, it is not a race. It is not a race. There is no finish line. And... It, the only person that you want to be better than tomorrow is you today. Wow. And those are the two, because I I was always so competitive and in such a hurry to do, I don't know what, but I was in a hurry. And I think that if I could tell anyone, and I actually think our younger generations now get it a little better than we did, that the the process is is really beautiful and fun. Sure. And you're going to look back and say, I wish I'd paid more attention before I hit that first seven-figure deal, before I was, you know, in the whatever it was that I thought I wanted. Be mindful. Enjoy yeah, that journey, right? Really special. Yeah. Love that. I love it. So then we talk a lot about the dash here at Time to Shine today. It's that little thing that's in between your life date and your expiration date. Okay. So how do you want your dash remembered? What what kind of legacy statement or what kind of maybe epitaph do you want for April? That's wow, man, that's a good one. I love that. So 
like here lies April, that kind of thing? Uh, well, I, I think honestly, because of your it. life and your journey, you're living your legacy right now, but I'm just kind of wondering what you want people to April like me. Everything better than she found it. Yes. I mean, you I will. <laughs> love it. Right. Love it. Love it. Love it. Everything so, better than she found it. So what are three things that April cannot live without? And when I say things, I mean, it could be person, places, or things, a noun. So what are three things that April can't live without? Three things April can't live without. Number one, Cowboy the Shih Tzu. Okay. He's 11 years old. He is my ride or die. All right. Uh, number two, Sunshine, because I am super motivated by Sunshine. And number three, a goal, because I'm, I'm always working towards something. You love that. And, and squad, with all full disclosure, like April is literally a neighbor. We've never met each other or anything. Like literally, I was just on with someone in Australia, you know, an hour before April. And then I, I get when I get to interview people here in South Florida where we live in our ver- my version of paradise and we get oh, sunshine all, all the time. It's a little hot now, but we, it's better than snow. I'll tell you that okay. being from Detroit. So April, what's one thing you know for sure? One thing I know for sure that all the success you want comes from helping other people be successful. I love that. You, you, it sounds like you give till it hurts. You know, it sounds like you, give, you give in a good way. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. It hurts in a good way. I love it. I love it. So April, what's your definition of a life well lived? Someone who was truly happy and who made an impact on others. Wow. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm curious though, you come from a place of lack growing up. So did I. Okay. Right. But like, when do you think it really hit this giving? Cause the first thing you did at six years old, you were still living kind of in a place of lack monetarily. Sure. There might've been love in the house, but a place of lack monetarily. So what was the switch? Cause you're talking a lot about go giving, you know, like Berg mm-hmm. says, you know, well, right. when did that switch start into being a go giver from, cause first thing you did was when to go out to make money. And right. at the time you did that for you period. Mm-hmm. When there's nothing wrong with making money for yourself. But when did that switch to really helping others and wanting that legacy that you left the place better because of how you gave came from? So some of that happened, like I said, at nine years old with what mm-hmm. Sue Harper did for me. Some of it was for, for all the things that my mom had as challenges. She always used to say, you will never go without because you gave to someone else. And I believed that. And I saw that work in my own life. And as a kid, when I wanted all this money, And people would say, well, how rich do you want to be, April? Because I would talk about it. And I would say, I want money until money doesn't matter. Until I can help anybody I want to help. An emergency becomes an inconvenience. That's what I want. And what I found was that happens way earlier in your financial road than you think. Sure. Right? So it, it made it easy for giving to be a focus from a very young age. That's beautiful. And you know, I should have caught that with Sue Harper. They're really planting that seed about how she stepped in and helped you when she didn't have to. She was just going there. Somebody could have went in there, scolded your mother, walked out, got in their car and drove away. But she took the time. So, yeah, I get that. We're still close. That's awesome. Sue is almost 90 and we are still close. And what is so interesting, I did an interview with her and I, I asked her, I said, wow, what made you do this amazing thing? And the thing that was so beautiful to me and so precious and tells me about how we impact others without even knowing was she said, April, I offered that to everyone that I interacted with. You just took me up on it. That's beautiful. For her, it was just a Tuesday. She wasn't a life changing (laughs) thing. Right. I love that. I love it. So 
as we wind things down a little bit, we get our little leveling up lightning round and we got five or six questions. You and I could talk 15, 20 minutes in each one of these, but we, my producer's flashing five, five, five seconds. They all can right. be answered like that. So the first okay. thing that comes to your head, your mind, let's answer it. You ready? Got it. What's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Spend the first 30 seconds of your day being grateful and focusing on all the things that are amazing. Love it. Love that. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. If you oh, haven't answered already. Talked about spending that 30 <laughs> seconds when you first wake up, focusing gotcha. on what you're looking for. So not the book you're reading now, not the flavor of the month. Name that one book that if I was in the doldrums uh, and you say, Scott, read this. This is this will help you level up. Oh, 100%. Go-Giver by there Bob. There you go, Bob. There you go. That's how we met, right? Beautiful. Beautiful. So physically, what age would you be if you could stay that way for the rest of your life? Oh, I would say 42 because I okay. feel like amazing. <laughs> Wait till you reach 50. I'll take 42. And I always say between 38 and 41. That's like okay. my, that, that's my sweet spot. Okay. So your favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time and or money to? So there's a charity in South Florida called Handy that helps disadvantaged youth. It is my heart. Wow. That's beautiful. And last question. It's a little bit harder. Um, what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to go with... Ooh. I'm going to go with 90s because that's when I was radio DJ. And <laughs> I know all that music and yeah. really learned appreciate it. No, that's, that, that's a great decade. I, I come up from the big hair, don't care eighties, you know, but we nice. rolled into the grunge nineties and the hip hops and stuff like that. So I, I can jam with both of those. All right. Love so it. how can we find you, April? Uh, it, it's actually easy. I have a hard to say last name, but I am the only April Sprints in the United States. So you can <laughs> find me on LinkedIn and follow me. I post a lot of content there. My website is drivenoutcomes.com. There are a lot of free resources that can yes, help you business on the site. Awesome. And every, all those will be in the show notes, folks. And just, we had a, basically a free masterclass with my friend, April, who really believes that the best way to success and become successful is through helping people. If you're a small to medium sized business, even if you're a bigger business, she's a fantastic resource. If you're small to medium size, she loves that. That's kind of her sweet spot. And when you meet, how, how can I want to say this? Make sure when you're working with a coach, you ask them how they can help you improve their mindset. And if you are a coach, she reminds you that if it's not your sweet spot of what you're working with somebody, refer that out. And I have a lot of coaches that listen to this show. So make sure you take that advice because that's one thing that I was given at a young age to where I just really work with real estate agents and help them level up. So I don't try to do what I can't do. But April is kind of industry agnostic. She kind of crosses all the paths. So she will be able to help out really industry, any industry that's out there. And you will never go broke serving others. That kind of stood out to me, which is, you know, it's fantastic. And another thing that she reminded you of is that you want to make money. Money's not a bad thing. Make money until you don't have to worry about money so you can really help people. A lot of people think that's selfish, but it's not. You're really, it's kind of like the airplane when they tell you to put on that mask first before you give it to help somebody else. Make that money so you can help others level up and make that money. And the best of all, be a Sue Harper to everybody. Offer up 
your help to help them level up. They're not always going to accept it like my friend April did, but still offer it up. Be that go-giver, give till it hurts in a good way. And April just gave us again a masterclass. She levels up her health, levels up her wealth. She's humble yet hungry. She's just fantastic. You're part of our squad now. You can't go anywhere. So thanks so much for coming on, April. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.